On last week's program, we preached the first part of a two-part sermon called Built to Last. If you did not see last week's message, don't worry, because this week's message will make sense to you whether you heard last week's message or not. But if you'd like to view last week's message, please go to our YouTube channel and you can see all the sermons that we put up, that we show here on TV3 on our YouTube channel. But today's message is part two of a sermon called Built to Last. And that message comes from Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, which is called the Sermon on the Mount. This was a sermon that Jesus gave to the multitudes from the mountainside. And last week I gave you five lessons from chapter number 6 on how to build a life that will last. And this week I'm going to give you four lessons from Matthew chapter 7. But let's begin with Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. The Bible says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So Jesus talks about a wise man, he talks about a foolish man. The wise man built his house on a rock. The wise man built his house, I mean the foolish man built his house on the sand. When we build, we always are supposed to build on something that's solid, that will hold up under the test of time, the weather. And God is using this earthly example to teach us a spiritual lesson. So just as you would build a house on a solid foundation and not on sinking sand, you need to build your life on the solid foundation, the solid teachings of Jesus Christ, and don't be foolish. And so Jesus gave us many lessons in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Last week I gave you five lessons from chapter 6. This week I'll give you four lessons from chapter number 7 so that you can be like the wise man and build a life that lasts. Let's look at these four lessons. Number one comes from Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. The Bible says, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto dogs, 
Neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. It tells us here that we're to be careful about judging. It says, judge not that you be not judged. However, in verse number 7, it tells us not to give something that's holy, something that's good to dogs. The Bible talks about dogs. It's, it's a very negative term. It, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is a reference to someone who's a wicked person. And God says, don't give that which is holy to wicked. And he says, don't cast your pearls. Pearls are precious jewels. He says, don't cast your pearls before the swine. And the swine is a, a dirty animal who likes to root in the mud. He says, don't cast your pearls before the swine. And so God is teaching us here that we have to make some judgments in life. We have to judge who the wicked person is. We have to judge who the person is that we're not to cast our pearls to. So God is not teaching that we should never make judgments in life. But He's teaching us that we should be careful how we judge. Be very, very careful how you judge other people. So God gives us an illustration here. He talks about a man who has a... He sees a moat in his brother's eye. A moat is a tiny little speck of wood. It's like a splinter. This pulpit's made of wood. If I were to take a very small piece of it, that would be like a moat. And the man has a moat in his eye, and he's saying, oh, look, look, let me help you get that little wood out of your eye. But he himself has a big, large beam in his eye it's so big that everyone can see it but he's trying to get the smoke out of the other person's eye and God says look get the beam out of your own eye first then you can help your brother and that's what God is trying to get us to see here he's saying if you want to build a life that lasts if you want to be like the wise man who builds his house on a solid foundation who has something to show for his life at the end of his life, having done well, then you have to be careful about how you judge. Don't spend your life judging the motives of other people. Being critical of others, but not critical of yourself. God wants us to consider our own faults and failures not just the faults and failures of everyone else. Get the beam out of your eye, he says. That's the life that the wise man, the wise man says, what do I need to change? What's wrong with me? What do I need to do better? The foolish man spends his life this way, outwardly. That guy needs to change this. This person needs to do that different. This person, oh, my wife, oh, she, she needs to improve this. Oh, my kids, this. Oh, my husband, this. My teacher, this. With the foolish person, it's always somebody else that's got something in their eye. The wise man says, you know what? God, help me to know my faults so that I can do better. Be careful how you judge. 
Judge yourself more than you judge others. That's hard to do. It's difficult. We're all prone to judgment. And that's why Jesus has to preach about it here and make it clear to us. Number two, how to build a life that lasts. Seek the good things of God. Verse number seven says this, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? What are you seeking? What is the goal of your life? What is it you got up today looking for? Hopefully it was for truth and knowledge, and that's why you're looking, and that's why you're watching this program today, and that's a good thing. And that's the way to build a life that lasts, by seeking the good things of God. Seek God's kingdom. Seek Him. We talked about it last week, that we're to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We're to live for eternity. But specifically today, the idea here is seek the good things of God. Ask, pray, tell God, hey God, I'm knocking. Hey God, I'm seeking. Hey God, open the windows of heaven to me. Hey God, help me to find the good things of God. What is your life focused on? What is your life focused on? Is it focused on seeking the good things that this world has to offer anybody? Or is it built on the idea that I'm seeking the good things of God? Number three. I said number one. Be careful how you judge. Number two, seek the good things of God. And that means you spend time praying. And if it's not something you ought to be praying for, it's not something you ought to be seeking. Number three, seek the good of others. Matthew 7, verse 12. Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. I'm going to be preaching another message um, on this very subject of Matthew 7, 12. But I'll mention it today. It says, basically, the way you want people to treat you, treat others that way. Be slow to judge others. Be quick to seek their good. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. We're talking about building a life that will last. We're talking about building on a solid foundation like a wise man. We're talking about not building on the sand like the fool. Well, you know what fools do? Fools seek only their own good. Fools seek only their own selfish pursuits. Fools spend their life judging 
criticizing, not seeking the good things of God, but seeking what's for themselves. Wise people say, you know what? It's a new day today. I think I'll seek the good of my wife. It's a new day today. I'll think I seek the good of my neighbor. I'm going to work today. I'm going to seek the good of the person I work with. Wise people realize that one day they're going to stand before God in heaven. And God's going to look at their works. And he's going to say, all right, let's see if we got anything good here I can reward you for. Let's see if I got anything that's going to last. And it's what we've done for others that's going to last. It's the good we sought for other people that's going to last. Number one, be careful how you judge. Number two, seek the good things of God. Number three, seek the good of others. Number four, beware of deception. The Bible says in Matthew 7, verse 15, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. God warns us many, 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 many times in the Scriptures that there are false teachers, there are false prophets. There are people who will lie to us. If you go through your life thinking that the vast majority of people are seeking your good, you're foolish. That's why we have to have this lesson like this, because most of us don't seek the good of others. Most leaders, most authorities in this life, many of them, they lie to us. They deceive. Most pastors are not pastors. They are wolves in sheep's clothing. Many of them are in the ministry because of the money or the fame or the wealth. And God said, be very careful. Beware of false prophets. That's not my words. That's God's words. Beware of those who put on sheep's clothing and they act like a sheep and they look like a sheep, but inside they are a ravening wolf. See, this goes back to what I said about judging. God never says don't do any kind of judging. We have to figure out who the false prophet is. But God is saying, be careful how you judge. But we have to make a judgment about who's telling us the truth and who's telling us a lie. You listen to me. If you go through this life thinking everyone's telling you the truth, You've already believed the big lie. If you go through this life thinking everybody who tells you that they're seeking your good and you actually believe that they are, you're believing a lie. You have to be smart. You have to be wise. You have to seek knowledge. You see, there's only one way you're going to be able to tell who's telling you truth and who's lying to you. And that's if you know what thus saith the Lord. The Bible tells us that the wise man seeketh knowledge. And the Bible tells us that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And that's what this passage is talking about. It's talking about 
obeying the sayings of Christ and in so doing, being a wise person. And so your ability to be wise and your ability to determine who's trying to deceive you and who's not will have everything to do with your knowledge of God and His Word. Beware of deception. You should never go to a church where the leadership of that church does not allow you to ask them questions. You should never call someone pastor who doesn't want to answer your questions, who doesn't want to teach you from God's Word, who doesn't want to be questioned about what he preached. Man, I love it when people ask questions. I love it when people say, I don't understand this because it gives me an opportunity to help them to understand and to teach them. And you should never, never trust people who don't want to be questioned or don't want to answer questions because that is a telltale sign that they're not seeking your good if they've got something to hide, you have to beware of deception in life. Don't just take what you're told at face value as always being true, but question things according to God's Word. Whether it be me, a preacher, or whether it be a teacher in class, or whether it be a government official, we should always be asking, Hey God, what is the truth? Beware of deception. Because if you're deceived and you're led astray, you won't build a life that lasts. There'll be many people who stand before God one day and they will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do many wonderful works? Didn't we prophesy in thy name? Didn't we cast out devils in thy name? And the Bible says that Jesus will say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. He says, I'm sorry, you have no place with me because you believed a lie. You believed the lie that your good works would save you. You believed the lie that if you serve me, that you get to be with me. Somebody lied to you. You believed the lie and now, you're going to go to hell. Be very careful of deception. The Bible tells us, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's what God says. Trust Jesus. Put your faith in Him for your salvation. And then say, now God, as your child, I want to get into your word because I need to obey your sayings so that I can build a life that will stand the test of time. Because once you get to heaven, God's going to look at your works and he's going to say, okay, do I reward you or do I not? Heaven is not a reward for the righteous. It's a gift of grace. But for those who get to heaven, God's got rewards for us. And God's going to look at the life we live. He's going to look at what we did with the sayings of Jesus Christ. And he's going to say, 
Did you build a life to last? Did you, were you careful about how you judged? Did you seek the good things of God? Did you seek the good of others? And were you weary or were you careful about being deceived? I want to conclude with this. The Bible says in Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Those who build a life that lasts, don't take the easy path. They take the difficult path. You see, God says here, enter in at the straight gate because wide is the gate that leads to destruction. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. But the right way is a narrow way. That word narrow, it means difficult. Not the easy way. You ever had somebody tell you, don't take the easy path. The easy path doesn't always end up where you think or where you need to be. But when we're willing to do what's hard, when we're willing to be obedient, when we're willing to take the narrow path, that leads to a life that's built to last. That leads to eternal rewards. I put my faith in Jesus Christ as my Savior. He saved me. He gave me eternal life. I can't lose that. But I have a choice. If I want to reap rewards in heaven, if I want to have a life that pleases God and it reaps eternal benefits for me in heaven, then I got to get into God's Word and work His sayings and obey His sayings and be like that wise man who built his house on the solid rock. And when the rains and the winds came, the house stood. I hope you've listened. I hope you've gleaned something from this. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us on our WhatsApp line or our social media platforms. Please let us know you're listening. It encourages us. It helps us to know that what we do is worthwhile. God bless you. Thank you. We'll see you next week.